Coaches on a Mission. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and I would like to kick today's episode off with a question. What are you known for? So when it comes to your work as a coach, how would your audience complete this sentence? Okay. Oh, I know them. They're the blank coach. I'll say that again. Oh, I know them. They're the blank coach. That blank is really important. And if your marketing is at all confusing, you'll get a different answer to that exercise from every person you ask, especially if you have a wide range of expertise. This is something that I struggle with, so you are not alone here. So if your audience is confused about what it is you do, they're going to be confused about whether or not to hire you. But there is good news here, and don't worry, I'm not about to tell you to niche down to serve only millennial college grads who work in advertising and want a new career, or women in their 60s coming out of a divorce who want to lose 20 or more pounds. That may describe your dream client, that may be your target audience, but it's not your niche, and it definitely is not what you're known for. What you're known for is your process, your signature system your unique method. And when you can communicate that unique method in your marketing, people get it. Plus, you don't have to feel boxed in or like a broken record talking about the same thing over and over again in your marketing. So that's what my guest today learned. Her name is Emily Teradash, and she loves to help people in a variety of ways. Whether it's relationships, confidence, or career, Emily is your coach. But this variety created confusion for her audience, and I even worried that folks would assume that Emily was just confused, which is completely the opposite of what was really going on for her. So Emily and I let go of that shallow approach to niching and messaging, and instead, we clarified her unique process, the thing that connected these different areas together. And that process applies to relationships, to confidence, and to career. So it's that process that Emily can become known for, which then gives her freedom to share a wide variety of expertise, but link them all back to this very clear process. And just like that, people get it. So if the idea of niching ever leaves you feeling limited or you worry that your marketing might actually confuse folks, get ready to take some notes because this conversation is just what the doctor ordered. Let's get into it. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because we were just touching base a little bit before we started recording and you are coming up on your one year anniversary of your coaching business, which is perfect timing, right? To reassess, to kind of turn pro a little bit more and make some changes. So I know we're going to talk about that. First, I'd love to just hear what is the first year in business been like for you? You know, it's been really rewarding and I knew that it would have challenges, right? Because Mm -hmm. I worked in theater for many years and I know about sort of the inconsistencies of entrepreneurship. But um, this was the first time that I've started a business where I really felt like, oh, okay, I just, I'm going to do this. I just get to, I get to do this. I'm going to make this happen. And I'm pleased that I've had revenue every month, except one, which was the second month. You know, I sort of like, started really high. And then I was like, ah, 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> I was working as a performer and a teacher and a costume designer. And those are very like sort of service, uh, also service, but like they're very tangible. Yeah. Yeah. So you do the thing by the day and then it's done. And, uh, you know, this is a different type of selling and a new way of making a business that I never had before, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations. Pretty much consistent from month three onward, right? You've consistently made revenue. That's great. So one thing, just observing you inside the hive, one thing I admire about you is your willingness to really follow your intuition, right? And use that as Is it accurate? Because the story I have made up is that that is your number one barometer for how you make decisions. Yeah, it's, I think that we are living in a very like masculine energy world around business. And Mm -hmm. so what I have been trying out is not pushing and not grinding and not Mm -hmm. being unkind to myself. So I have to rely pretty heavily on my intuition because you know, I believe that we we get the same results with the same beliefs. So I'm like, okay, I get to change my beliefs. How is this going to work? Let's let's try it out. And leaning back into that and observing and being patient. So it also goes into my mindfulness practices. And I definitely take the numbers and make choices based on that. So there's, but I tend to be highly analytical in my previous life. Mm-hmm. And that comes very easily. So I know I could have just done that, but you know, I think when we start a new business, it's all an experiment. So okay. I've just wanted to really enjoy and be present in the experiment as opposed to trying to do it the same way that I did mm-hmm. before with a totally different business model, you know? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. It's been really fun to watch because I think you hit the nail on the head. Like you take in information, you look at, it's the perfect balance of fact and intuition, right? Yeah. Numbers and feelings. And I think we we need both of those to stick with things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So happy anniversary. What do you want to work on today? <laughs> well, I think a lot has changed. And one thing I really admire about your business is that you've championed the fact that you can change. You can grow with your business. You can make changes. You can, you know, rock the boat without, with compassion. You can rock the boat with this is going to be better for the whole in the long run. So good intentions. So I have been following your lead in that I can say, okay, let's try this. Is this working? Okay, let's give it another go. Let's make some tweaks. And I think when I began, I was like, let's do this. And it was just like a hundred miles an hour. And I was like, oh my God, and now I'm going to, you know, have a six figure business in the next like three minutes. Woo. You know? And obviously, like, I need to check myself. So again, I've been walking this like patience, like, yeah, go through it, try something, see how it goes, get frustrated a little bit, and then like, come back and mm-hmm. be like, okay, like, what could I have done better? So I have really switched it up. I started as a burnout coach. That was sort of my yeah. angle yeah. when I began. And 
that brought in more corporate clients that I love, but I also started to expand into working with clients who were um, creative entrepreneurs, artists, tarot readers. And now I've expanded into finding true love, partially because of my relationship with my husband Mm -hmm. and coming through some other like failed relationships into this one where he's really just a wonderful partner and sort of more than I imagined I would have in a partner actually. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the course is find the one by fall. And I was resistant to that because I was like, Oh, is it gimmicky? Am I promising too much? But I was excited because if I offered it, then maybe people would find the one by fall. And how amazing and miraculous would that be? Right. And it's going well so far. That's awesome. So how can I help you today? If things are going well, you just shared that you've had like this evolution in terms of your, your niche. So given where you're at today, what do you want to walk away with from our conversation? Well, I think that given the the dynamics of what I offer and knowing myself that there will probably be more dynamics and more uh, changes to come, I, I'm thinking of sort of rebranding under a new umbrella, which is really rebranding as a confidence coach or confidence mm-hmm. mentor. And then that way it can be Confidence in love, confidence in self, confidence in creation, confidence in entrepreneurship. So there's there's room to grow from there, as opposed to when I started with burnout, coming from a place of burnout, I sort of hit a wall. Like I was like, okay, you're burned out, you're not burned out, move on. You know? And you're like, and you're burning me out, clients. So I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> well, luckily they they weren't. They were just lovely. But you know, I think doing that work allowed me to go, oh, there's so much more yeah. here. Like it's yeah. so much juicier. So how should I go about or what would you propose I do as far as structuring this? You know, do I have mm-hmm. to change my business name or do I have to, you know, change my website? Do I have to, what do I have to do and what do I not have to do? Okay. So the question I hear you asking is now that you're your brand has shifted, what within the infrastructure of your business, what is necessary to change and what is kind of optional? Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Well, why don't we look at them, these elements one at a time and we'll talk through them so that you can make an informed and aligned decision. Great. All right. So which change is top of mind? Where do you want to start? I guess... You know, I just named myself Emily Taradash Coaching and Consulting, mm-hmm. and uh, that's good because it's sort of a big umbrella, but now I think I want to actually get it a little bit more specific. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also not sure that I want to call myself a coach necessarily anymore, thinking about, you know, a guide or a mentor. A lot of my work has to do with spirituality, so I'm playing teacher. Okay. Playing with that. Okay. So the name of the business and then your actual title. What do you call yourself? So is your what is the structure of your business? Is it are you incorporated? Is it a sole proprietorship? What is like the legal structure of the business? 
Yeah, it's an LLC, mm-hmm. and I, I'm it. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, as an LLC, so the name of let me slow down. My business is an S corp. All right. Uh-huh. And it is the S Corp is called Sage Creative Incorporated and nobody cares, right? Every once in a blue moon, we'll get an email from a student being like, what is Sage Creative, right? But nobody cares. So especially given the fact that the LLC is in your name, don't go through the rigmarole of changing the official name of the business. Great. You have to get new bank accounts. You have to re-register. It's like, it's a big deal and it's, it's not necessary. It's not it's not going to hurt you. And it's just a pain in the butt, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So my opinion around what you call yourself is that it also doesn't matter nearly as much to the, to the people out there as it does to us. So we have to pick a title that just like feels that we can embody and embrace. Mm -hmm. So understanding that what matters to your audience is the work that you do and the results that you help them accomplish. If you were to think about a title that feels most aligned for you, you forgot to call yourself anything, what comes to mind? Mm. Like queen of the world, that is my new title. <laughs> queen, queen comedian, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably, it's more about mentorship and mm-hmm. and, and teaching people, I mean, coaching sort of incorporates that, but I guess, again, sort of coming from this like very grindy, traditional like work things, like coach is like, all right, here we get in there, you know? And I just want to, I can go there, but like I would like to just enjoy the softer side of it and like yeah. allow people that. Yeah, confidant, I think mentor and teacher. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know like what I would call myself at this point. I mean, I could just call myself the founder or leader, but. Yeah. What I wrote down was just like, if, if confidence is the brand, calling yourself a confidence mentor. What mm. we want to be mindful of is that we stay clear instead of getting, getting too clever. Yeah. A, a confidence confidant. Do I pay you for that? Right. Like, I, I'm not quite sure what that is. So if we called right. it what it is, yeah. it would either be what a confidence coach that doesn't feel aligned, a confidence facilitator, mentor, teacher. Yeah. Probably a confidence yeah. teacher. Yeah. A confidence teacher or a confidence mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. And again, that will evolve and change and it just needs to continue to feel aligned for you. Yeah. Let's shift a little bit here. Do you feel clear enough on the business entity and your title to now talk about the messaging piece? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Great. So let's shift and talk about the messaging because confidence, what I understand you saying is I'm envisioning an umbrella, right? And confidence is the umbrella. And then, you know, those little like spokes or the tips, what are those called? Do you spokes, I think, yeah. They're spokes, okay. Mm -hmm. So all the spokes at the bottom of the umbrella 
represent a different area where you can help people cultivate their own confidence, self-confidence, confidence in relationships, confidence in entrepreneurships, confidence as a creator. So those are the spokes under the umbrella. As an outsider looking in, it could, unless I'm watching you like a hawk, could become confusing. Like, wait, is she a love? Like, what does she do? Love or, or art? Like, I'm confused. So how do we help you? Because I know this is so important to you. Feel free, right, to experiment and express in your marketing while still having a clear container so mm-hmm. that people following along don't get confused or overwhelmed. There was a suggestion yesterday at one of the co-working sessions mm-hmm. that I offer like specific parts of the business during specific seasons. And I think that that could work for me as far as like, okay, we're moving into the season of love or we're moving into the season of confidence or we're moving into the season of entrepreneurship, you know, because there definitely, I have noticed with my clients over the year that we do, we're in the cycle right? So in the winter, there tends to be, although not exclusively, a little lull of energy, especially if I have clients in the Northern hemisphere mostly, and they want to get cozy and they want to like, you know, go in and be more introspective and they need some camaraderie and support during that time around that, that it's okay to do that, that it's okay to have that rest. And then, you know, as the summer gears up, people are like, I want to go, I want to, I want to do all these other things. I'm in high gear, their businesses take off, you know, they're ready to mix and mingle. So I could definitely see that as far as like my planning for the next year, Mm -hmm. um, being a way to offer specific things only during specific times, because this is something I have trouble with, with my, um, marketing is I'm like, okay, like I'll I'll focus for like a week or two weeks. Like if I'm doing a launch Mm -hmm. and I get like super focused on that and then like the word gets out and things fill up and then, you know, I sort of like let it have a rest, like let it have a breath. And then my mind gets going and I'm like, okay, what next? You know, (laughs) like, oh, okay, what now? But then there's also like some scragglers who like didn't sign up, but they're interested in the thing. So Sometimes they come on as a private client instead. But, you know, this, I've been following your power group suggestions and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I just take scragglers and make power groups. So I'm still like, the analytical side of me is still going. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me ask you this question. So you mentioned earlier, focusing on confidence, self-confidence, relationship confidence, entrepreneurship confidence and confidence as a creator. Are those the four categories? Did I miss anything? Yeah, I think the confidence too, like really the confidence to like do your own thing, right? Like that's the self-confidence, but it's also part of that for me is tied up in rest Mm -hmm. and wellness. Like that is a core value of mine that like people take rest. Like you don't earn rest, like you have to rest in cor- in order to like do the thing that you want to do. And this is something we really have to like detach in our lives, you know, in mm-hmm. order to to really like do the thing that you want to do with with brilliance and with uh, shininess and joy. Because I could have kept grinding it out and 
working 80 hour weeks, you know, but I didn't really like who I was at the end of the day or at the end of whatever period I was at. So Mm -hmm. I think that is really important to this. And also because I tend to work with people who um, are pretty successful, right? You know, and sort of come from that high powered, go, go, go culture. And artists too, you know, they push themselves really hard. I, and I know from being one, push ourselves really, really hard to get to these deadlines. And then sometimes it doesn't match the effort. Like the outcome doesn't match the effort. Totally. Totally. Okay. I'm going to just share a concern that I have because I think there's a potential problem here that I would like us to mitigate. Okay. So I follow you on Instagram. You're like one of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> and full disclosure, when you went into the launch for the relationship or find the one by fall, I had a moment where I thought, wait, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Emily's a, a relationship coach now. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. So my concern is that a couple of things. Structurally, it's going to be really hard as you build your community for you to organize who's there for entrepreneurship and who's following along for love. And so that's going to get chaotic for you. But my bigger concern is that you are going to misrepresent yourself mm-hmm. by making people assume you're confused and all over the place. And mm-hmm. you are not. No, so intentional. But from the outside looking in, if I'm not like intimately aware of who you are, it can look like you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the opposite of what's actually happening here. Right. Mm -hmm. So thank you for letting me share that. And I'd love for us to just talk through a little bit. How can we in the off season? So the on season is when you're launching program X, Y, Z. Right. right. The off season is when your messaging is just like your nurture messaging is out in the world. Mm-hmm. How do we in the off season connect the dots? Talk about the through line here, connecting all of these mm, specific programs together so that when you do move into uh, the creativity confidence launch, people are like, oh, right, right, right. She, I know how this connects to Emily's Mm -hmm. overall philosophy. I feel like we need to focus on what is the, what's the big picture philosophy here so that people get it and don't misunderstand how intentional and thoughtful and creative and like inspiring your work is. Thanks. Thank you. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called The Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, The Coach Class could just change your life. 
Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures and the coach class will show it to you. Registration is open this week. So again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. I guess I struggle with like coming to that little central nugget right mm-hmm. messaging and something to sort of like fall back on and and also make a plan as far as okay I'm going into this thing now I'm going to do x number of posts warming people up to this and so much of this has been again just intuitively like okay now we're going to try this and I think also that that <laughs> abruptness was from me being like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. So, I, I commit. Got it. So what I witnessed was you like breaking through your own resistance. Got it. Yes. <laughs> that was, yeah. that, was that. Okay. Okay. So here's the question I just wrote down. How do these four pillars, creativity, entrepreneurship, relationships and self-confidence. How do they feed each other? If there was a Venn diagram, right? Where do these overlap? What's the through line maybe is the word I'm looking for here? I think it's about people having a good life. Like Mm -hmm. that's the bottom line is like, I want to leave a place better than I found it. And I think that compassion is really so important. And it changed my whole life because I was just not in touch with my emotions, not doing the self-compassion work Uh that I needed to do. I was really hard on myself and I was really self-critical, super perfectionistic, like everything had to be perfect. And I just want to offer something that like I didn't necessarily have that connected all the things that I love. So I didn't have a place to go and be my whole self. And really that's, that's why I stopped teaching at a school. Cause I was like, Oh, I can't be my whole self here. And I wanted to be able to share that with people. But I also saw that adults really needed support and they just like, weren't getting the kind of support they needed, which is, is hopeful, is affirming that you can do what you want to do that like this is our time you know like this is our time together on the planet and this is your time so mm-hmm. you know freeing people from as many like sort of obligations that are unnecessary yeah <laughs> um, and it's about it's about coming together it really is about coming together and doing what you are called to do here so this if you're self confident then you're a better artist. And, and then you're not trying to just sell art so that you can survive. Like this is all about coming out of survival mode. Mm-hmm. This is, I want people to thrive. And I want people to find true love, not because it will make them whole, mm-hmm. right? Like they have to be whole and then they attract another whole person, you know, yeah. like, wow, like what an awesome thing that is. And okay, so that's love and that's creativity. Mm-hmm. And 
and really like having the self-confidence to, to know that you can make mistakes. You can, you can screw up the message, you know, you can like, you can, you can also ask for forgiveness and receive it, but the person you need to ask and receive it from the most is you. Yep. I just got an idea. I'm okay. so excited right now. Okay. So we were looking at, oh, how do these four very different categories fit together? Like, how are we going to do this? Right. Or maybe I was, you were like, it's fine, Dallas, calm down. But I was worried. Okay. <laughs> and then as you were talking, I was just grabbing some of the key pillars, if you will, right, mm -hmm. that you mentioned. So this is like, we're not branding it. This is just a jumping off point for you. But the way we pull all of this together in your messaging is by naming your process. And so it's not like I'm a relationship coach. It's I teach people, this is kind of cheesy or it's awesome, I can't tell, but I teach people the good life formula mm -hmm. and it is built on compassion, imperfection, intuition, bravery, wholeness, support, and choice so that you can follow your calling. Mm. And when you live the good life formula, it shows up in your creative life, in your partnerships, in the way that you make money, that's the entrepreneurship piece, right? And the way that you relate to yourself. So your nurture content is not about the, mm, the outcome, right? Or the category or someone's job. It's these pillars of compassion and imperfection and intuition and bravery, et cetera. How does that land for you? Oh, I, I love that. It's really like, yeah. Well, and I have to tell you too that, so... My business is a DBA and my LLC's name is Feel Good Ferments because right. before, before I started coaching, I thought I was going to make a fermentation business. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it is. It's all about feeling good. It's all yeah. about living a good life. Yeah. So, and this is for our listeners more than for you, Emily, but for everyone listening, if Emily just left this conversation and said, great, I'm a feel good life coach like that. I did not help you. Okay. <laughs> but by naming the core pillars of your process, and these are just your values, right? Yeah. And I just, and this is not the final list. I was just paying attention to the words that you were sharing. Thank you. Now there's a system that people can wrap their arms around. Yeah. Now you are Emily Teradash, a confidence coach, and your mission is to help people live a good life. Mm -hmm. right? But you're not competing with Brene Brown or Tony Robbins or no. Super Bowl Sundays because it's the system that yeah. now illustrates your your blue ocean, essentially. Yes. Like you tell everyone what the blue ocean is. This was a book from a very long time ago. But basically, the the principle is in branding and marketing, we want to create for ourselves a blue ocean. And when the water is blue and clear... Nobody's fighting for food, right? Yeah. All the sharks are happily swimming and there's plenty to go around, right? When the water is red, it's because of all of this competition, right, for food. So it's this good life formula. And again, I can't tell if that's awesome or cheesy, so let's sleep on it. 
<laughs> and it's the pillars that you talk about. And so then you could have a whole week in your content where you're talking about compassion. And on Monday, it's like, how does compassion show up in entrepreneurship? And on Tuesday, it's how does compassion show up in love? How does compassion show up in your creativity? So, okay. I feel like I've just done a lot of talking and I'd love to hand you the microphone. How is this landing? What questions do you have? What are your next steps here? I think it it feels really good. It feels really good as far as that's the the middle of the spoke, you know, like that's the, mm. that's the middle of the tire, the bike. I don't know. Anyway. That's the handle of the umbrella. If we're using that handle. same analogy. Right. Got it. Okay. The hand- Thank you. Sorry. Spokes. Um, <laughs> so it's the handle of the umbrella or it's the button that extends it. Mm. And I guess now my question is that like gives me great ideas for all of these contents, you know, mm-hmm. and like, Hey, this is compassion week and this is this week. And like, I can throw in an offer in there like one or two days a week if I want to. But I guess sort of like the next thing is I (laughs) like, is there an offer attached to like just sort of welcoming people in? Because I also am at a point where I need to grow. I do feel very strongly I need to grow beyond my one-on-ones at this point. Mm -hmm. And so this course that I offered was like starting the group experience for me. And so I'm thinking about power groups, but I'm also wondering about maybe just creating a community, which I don't have at this point. Like I yeah. have it on Instagram, but I don't have like a Facebook group or whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have your community on Instagram, you do have a community. But okay. But what I heard you say was, uh, what is an offer to welcome people in? Can you tell me what you mean by that? I have an idea, but I, I want to hear from you what you mean when you say that. So I think from, uh, well, the hive is a great example, right? Like there's an offer to be in the hive and you get this community and you get all of these coaching calls and you get all of this, you know, information and course and all of that. And so like, I don't have that structure yet, you know, like that is a paid opportunity to be in a group. And many people I've worked with have said they want to, especially now because they've been cooped up for so long. And some of them can't really be out the same way other people can be at this Mm -hmm. point. So they want to have that feeling of togetherness without risking, you know, life and limb in a real way. So I guess it's like beyond a lead magnet and a little bit more like wide open, like, I guess like planet Emily, like planet feel good, like the umbrella itself. Mm-hmm. I don't have, aside from having like the follow me on Instagram, I don't necessarily have like a private version of that. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. And so Okay. So you're asking like, how can I create a community? How can I create a community? Yeah. Is this a paid community or are you, or are, are you unsure? I guess I want to hear more. I do think it should be a paid community because I do think that when people pay, they show up and that's mm-hmm. the quality of effort. Mm-hmm. I do think has something to do with it being paid or not. 
Yeah. Because I know certainly as an adult, you know, like I've joined a bunch of freebie groups and, you know, I might pop in and out, but I don't, I don't bring the same kind of effort I do when I'm paying for something. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So before there was the hive for me, there were only power groups and power groups are such a great way to like road test how your, how your coaching now is like applies to groups. It's a great way to get a group started before you have a big list. I know your business is a year old, right? Mm -hmm. And if what your, if what the good life formula means is compassion and imperfection and intuition and bravery and these other things, you could have a power group where one person is wanting to find their soulmate. Another person wants to launch their business and another person wants to make time to do mosaics Mm. because what the shared principles that you'll be coaching around are, they are compassion and imperfection and intuition and bravery. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have small group coaching where everyone has the same goal, right? right? So it could be small groups. The first phase of what we will go through in this group is you will identify a heart-centered goal and we will craft the beginnings of an action plan for you. Mm-hmm. Then when we come together as a group, I'm going to teach a little bit about our nine pillars. I'm pulling that number out of the sky, right? We're going to talk about compassion. And what your compassion exercise is as it relates to your specific goal. So everyone is on a different path toward an outcome, but the process for each of them involves these pillars of a good life formula. Mm -hmm. So you could begin to develop that framework that then becomes very scalable, but you can start with as few people as four really like start with a power group with the vision of it really turning into a membership, essentially. Mm -hmm. How does that land for you? I think that's great. Yeah. Great. So how do you want to take what we've talked about and put it into action? I've been thinking about offering a power group for many months now. And for me, I think that some people I've been speaking with want a specific group that has a specific focus. I think I'll just put it out there and see what what strikes people. And, you know, it was interesting because the love course, many people were like, I want to work with you, but I don't want to take this love course. And I was like, okay, like, I've already found my true love. And I was like, okay. But they're like, but the next one, like, let me know what you're doing next. So, <laughs> you know, so they already know that like, there's more, there's more right. options. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I think that now what I want to do by, by the end of August, is at least fill one power group. Great. Um, I do think I can probably do two, but I think just putting the new structure in and committing to that. When you do a power group, mm-hmm. I know you've been talking a lot about power groups lately. When you do one, do you set it at a specific time and date and then let people choose what works for them? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about some of the structures around setting this up. I think this is great. Just to keep our listeners on track with us, I want to summarize what we've done so far. So we have identified everybody. How do I, as a coach, create a business model that lets me be who I want to be? 
And even if it flies in the face of everyone else's advice, like you can just be a confidence coach. Like do what you want to do. What do you want to make money or not? Okay. (laughs) It has to feel aligned. So we found a way for you to have this broad umbrella for you to really speak to these very different topics without creating confusion. And how we did that, everyone, is by identifying Emily's signature system. And I'm using air quotes here because we didn't actually identify it. So that's your first consideration and assignment, right? Like, What do I, Emily, believe are the core pillars to a good life? If there was a formula for a good life, what are those things? Mm-hmm. And I'll be sure to share my notes with you because you said a lot of them and I, I grabbed them. But what I grabbed, I'll read the list again for everybody. Compassion, imperfection, intuition, bravery, wholeness, support, hope, and choice, all in service to following your calling. Mm. Okay. So that's this first piece. Now... Okay, great. I'm going to be in season offering these standalone courses related to either creativity or relationships or entrepreneurship or self-confidence. But what about a what about something that can hold what about a bigger container? Mm. Your language was like inviting people in. Yeah. Are those people who find you and they're like, "Darn, I want to work with you, but I don't need the love course right now." Like, what do we give them so they don't have to wait? Okay. Right. So where we landed was big picture, you can have a membership, right? That focuses on these themes of compassion and imperfection and intuition and bravery, wherever you land there, people can come in and they will learn from you how to clarify a heartfelt goal, how to begin to take action toward that goal. So they have the accountability through coaching, but also how these good life formula pillars fit into the way they pursue the goal and like how they experience themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we're shifting to this next piece here, which is structurally, like how do we launch a power group? First thing I want to say so far, so good, Emily. Yes. Thank you. Okay, great. The first thing I want to say about that is I think the message is going to be really important without getting too in the weeds and describing the process too much. What you're inviting is four to eight, one group or two people who have a heartfelt goal related to one of these four things, self-confidence, confidence in love, confidence in business and confidence in creativity. And then you're talking about what the container will deliver rather than you need to want to find your partner by fall. Is that distinction clear? Yes. Cool. Great. Now that was, I did a whole lot of talking and you just asked like, what's the schedule? So now I'm going to answer your question about the schedule. (laughs) What I have found I've seen some coaches really struggle to get their first power group off the ground because they first ask their audience what days and time work. And as soon as you do that, the group will never happen. So you've got to just have your schedule, pick your day and time. And the people who want in will make it work. It's kind of like my hairdresser. So my hairdresser is like Instagram famous. And if you want an appointment with her, you have to mark your calendar for the first of every month, two months before you want the appointment. It's 
I'm all over it. It, it happens. I never miss an appointment, but it's a little bit stressful. It's but I stressful. love Katie and I love the way she cuts my hair. So I'm going to make it work. So it's that same sort of idea. You take a look at what works for you, right? And then that is the day and the time and the schedule and the people who want in, they make it work. Like if I want to go to a restaurant at seven, but they don't have a table available until 8.15, but that's the restaurant I want to go to, I'm going to take the 8.15 reservation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have... That's how I did the love class and that was fine. And people yeah. people were like, great, we'll make it work. We record it. So it's not a big deal. And I guess when you do power groups, do you just, and I think you do, just continue them or do you start with just, okay, we're going to do this for six month commitment and then we'll see where it goes. So people are going to ask about the commitment. And unlike private coaching, where I really do not recommend any sort of time-bound contracts, Mm -hmm. with the group, we have to honor, prioritize the group over the individual. Yeah. So people dropping in and dropping out, that does not a group make. So I do recommend that you have a start time and the minimum commitment is six months. Some people even try three, but that's kind of just when things get going. Yeah. Right. And so, but what I don't want you to do is plant the seed that it's over in six months. So what that language looks like is we're starting on September 1st. It's a six month minimum commitment, but we will keep this group going as long as it's really working for people. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. Great. Okay. So you have some action items here. They do. I'm just going to ask you what they are, and then we'll identify what, if any, additional support inside the hive you need in order to run through the tape on this. But what are your action items now walking away from this conversation? So I need to very clearly state my values in my marketing. Yeah. (laughs) One day at a time and fold it in, if you will to the different aspects of what I coach around, around confidence. I am going to launch one to two power groups by the end of August. So I need to create the back end for those and and the language and the offers. And then I need to start to ask for referrals and, you know, do the whole sales launch Mm -hmm. thing with that. So I guess my next question is how soon should I start to launch that as mm-hmm. far as the sales are concerned? Usually I do like a two-week launch. Like I do, I start two weeks before I want to get started and go, hey, we're starting. Yay, sign up. I still do a complimentary consultation to bring people in and that has worked pretty well so far, but I guess I'm just wondering, you know, this is an opportunity right now for me to say, okay, should I change anything about that in order to be more successful or, cause it's all about ease, right? Like it's all about welcoming someone in and making them feel easy about it and wanting yeah. it to be an easy yes or no, actually, you know, like I don't want to have to cajole anybody into, you know, I'm not going to like arm wrestle somebody into my power group. Yeah. Um, 
especially over the internet. It's just really hard. But I do think I'm wondering if there's like, I don't have people do like an application. I just am like, hey, let's get on a call and like see how this drives with us. So I'm wondering if, I don't know, I'd rather not do more steps to the yes. Do you know? Yeah, totally. So when you, when someone comes on a call, what is your, how often, if ever, do you find yourself on a call talking to someone and you're thinking this person is not a fit? Very rare. Okay. Then you don't need an application. Great. Right. If you're, if you're, if a lot of people are coming in and they are not prepared to invest, they're just like not there for the right reasons. It's just misaligned in whatever way. Then we need to put other steps in place to filter in the perfect match people and allow the other people to self-select out. But if that's not a problem, then we don't need an application. My recommendation with the power groups, what you may find, because it's a longer term commitment, is you may find that you need more time to fill the group. But let's not assume you're going to need more time to fill the group. So let's do a two-week promo period. And then as you're enrolling individual people, what you will say is, I'm curating the perfect group. So our start date is going to be September 10th. And like, depending on where we're at, we may have our final one or two people join all the way into October. But what matters to me is that we get started and that it's the right group. So it buys you a little bit more time to promote and fill the group if for whatever reason you don't find your four or eight people. Mm-hmm. But typically, anytime I'm in a promo, it's a, it's a two-week yeah. period. Yeah, I don't want to do it too much no. longer than that. And I guess the next thing is, I mean, sort of what I was thinking it would be was like every two weeks, like one and a half to two hours at a standard time. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the suggestion or? Yeah. So I can only share what's worked well for me. Also, as a resource inside of the second module inside the hive, there's a bonus call about power groups. Okay. And the majority of that bonus is Q&A and the questions that your peers were asking are so juicy. So make sure to access that resource. But the power group structure that has worked so well for me is we meet on the first and third Wednesday of the month, or it's the second and fourth Tuesday. It's not every other week because a lot of weeks have five Thursdays in them, right? Mm. So you're rotating first and third or second and fourth. The structure is a two-hour meeting. It's like 10 minutes in the beginning, just a quick group check-in. Every individual person gets 25-ish minutes of coaching, and then there's enough time at the end to wrap up. What you may find, because you're teaching around these core pillars, Mm. leaving the pillars in, is your structure might be different. It might be a 10-minute accountability check-in, everyone on their action items toward their goals, uh-huh. and a 15-minute, 15, 15 or 20-minute mini lesson from you on one of these pillars, uh-huh. moving into Q&A about the pillar. And then the last 45 minutes to an hour is like volunteer for, for coaching. 
Mm-hmm. So you're not guaranteeing that every person gets exactly their 25 minutes. It's like, we're going to learn some, we're going to have accountability every time. And then those people who need deeper dive coaching, there will be room for that. Yeah. yeah. Does that resonate? Definitely. And that I think is, it's actually how I'm doing my course, which has yeah. worked out really well. Um, cool. It's a, it's a smaller group, so it's an hour instead of two hours, but yeah. it's almost exactly what you just said. So Great. And two hours is the max for folks. Boy, if you could do it in 90 minutes and everyone felt served, that would be brilliant. But I haven't been able to master that. So <laughs> I was in I was in a group that did that, but only for like a three week period or a four week mm-hmm. period. So it was an accelerator and it was like, boom, but yeah. I like, I like a longer stroll, you know, yeah, I hear you. Great. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground. You sound really clear on your next steps. We're weaving your values and naming this. Yeah. Naming your values so that now your signature system is your niche mm-hmm. instead of your niche being love coaching, right? Yeah. Then we're, you're going to fill out the back end of your power groups so that the language and offer is really clear and then move into a promo period so you can start these groups by the fall. That's awesome. Yay. (laughs) Thanks, Emily. You're welcome. You're welcome. I look forward to hearing how this all goes. So for all of you listening, I want you to just take a beat before you go and do your next thing and identify what your action step is as it relates to this conversation that I had with Emily. I want to thank you for tuning in and we'll see you back here next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers biz mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.